We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What is up, guys? Welcome to the MMA Submission, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Cameron. I'm Matt. And I'm Mason. Get this window off my face. Man. Back from the fucking Finally. dead. How are you doing, buddy? Thank God for the internet or we'd never fucking see you. I was going to say. Well, you know. <laughs> so you get to see me. Yeah, you're yes. a busy man. How is it in David Beckham's sex dungeon? Wet. 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 Sticky mostly, right? Unbelievable. One would assume. It's damp. It's it's a big assumption, but we're anyway. I'm excited. A lot has been happening in the world of MMA recently. Yeah, as you guys know, we are one day out from UFC 225, and it's a shitstorm. And before we get down uh, to our breakdown of the card, first we have to talk about what just happened today. Yoel Romero missed weight again. First weighing it at 186 pounds, then later weighing it at 185.2 on his second attempt. The fight was originally thought to be. Originally thought to be scratched, right. but then was reinstated by the UFC. Apparently, Whitaker the whole time, as soon as uh, you all weigh in, over. Although he had previously said he would never fight him if he didn't weigh in. I wouldn't fight him. Fuck and him. make the weight. But then his coaches walked up to him and were like, hey, if you don't fight him, you're a bitch. Do you want to be a bitch? No, I think it, what more of it was, it was actually the coaches trying to protect Whitaker, saying, don't fight this guy. I don't think they should, but you know. And Whitaker's a fighter, so he was like, let me fight him. No, let me fight I, him. It, ultimately, I th- think it still comes down to Dana White and UFC going, listen, we put millions of dollars out for this and advertisements. Come on, you got to do something here. And if I'm Whitaker, number one, you're paying, you're paying me half your purse. It's not for the title. you know. But, but the whole thing I still have a problem with, this is the second time this guy's missed weight. Fuck him. You know yeah, what I mean? I but to be fair, all, like all jokes aside, Robert Whitaker, he's a fighter. You know, at the end of the day, he's going to want to fight. So I'm not surprised. I just have a huge problem with it, man. That this would happen. But to be fair, he is a smart person and, and he is a very cerebral fighter. So like Cameron said, from the very beginning, he had that stipulation that the one thing he wanted Yoro Romero to do was make weight. And Absolutely. Do that. And many fighters had a really good speculation. Which I know this isn't always the truth, but when a guy struggles to weigh in like that and gets down almost to the weight, it's a sign that they're not in great shape at the time. I, I see. I don't know if I believe it. 185.2, you know, he sucked down still, but he just didn't make the weight. So the well, theory what do you mean is. By not in great shape. You the theory is that the fighter's usually strained. I don't buy that. And Do you know what the record is for everybody who doesn't make weight and still this fights year? This year, they're undefeated. Undefeated. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. The people miss weight. The people? Really? They're seven and eight. No. Who lost? Yeah. That last Darren Till card. Darren uh, Till won. Yeah, there's another. There was a woman on that card who missed weight and lost. They were almost seven positive. and oh yeah, last UFC. I'm almost positive. And then last week, Till, Till was the only one who didn't this make weight. This year, uh, seven and one. I'm almost positive. Okay, seven oh, okay. and one then. You said seven and eight, motherfucker. Yeah, we were like, yeah. what are you talking This guy's about? pulling out. Alternative facts on this. Facts. I meant seven and one. I meant well, seven all I know is is well. They okay, said, seven and one because said, because the one chick who weighed in over was probably like a roller roller derby star. Uh, all I know before is before she became a UFC fighter. They said last. They said before the last UFC event, everybody who missed weight and still fought was undefeated, and that's what they said right before the Till fight. Yes. Till one making making it eight. No, maybe there's somebody else who fought. I'm not sure, but I'm just telling you. 
and we were watching the event, and they said it literally. And we could say the, high profile fights then. All right, high profile for main card. Main card. Yeah, Molly undefeated. Molly McCann missed weight. Uh, she was supposed to weigh 125. She weighed in at 127, and she lost. She main card? Uh, prelims. Yeah, no. We're saying in main, main card, card fights. That's what they were talking they about. They are undefeated. They undefeated. are 7-0 oh in main card fights. Main card events. Overweight. And, and it just Which speaks sh- volumes. It does. It, it uh, means what? Yeah, but that's that's kind of disingenuous because this year, if you look at previous years, that is not the case at all. But it's more important because this year has a different weigh-in schedule. There's no IVs. You're allowed to re- rehydrate way more than before. Whereas you, I, if you missed weight before. Wow. What? Your weigh-ins are earlier, so you do have more time to rehydrate. But prior to this year, or uh, this year and the year before this, this one, you were able to use IVs. You can't use IVs. This yeah, year. you can't use IVs anymore. But the, the time should compensate that, right? Rehydrate more effectively. You don't think no. it's a significant statistic at all that they're seven no, and zero this year? No, that, that it's not significant at all. I'm just saying that people like to blow it out of proportion. While it is significant, I don't think it's extreme. when you're t- okay. But let's put it in perspective, right? A fighter has one to two fights a year. Yeah, that's it, and that is the majority yeah. of their income. So, say mm-hmm. you fight a fighter who has an unfair advantage, weighs in over you, and yeah. you lose that fight, and you get half the money you were expected to get. Correct. And especially when fights mean so much for your career and how you build towards more, making more sure. money. If you lose one fight, that could completely take you out of contention. That could take you out of the rankings. And I think okay. that's what makes it significific. Not only that, that when you factor in that 7-0 and streak, then then it's significant. Yeah, but here's Because that's when, careers impact. When you begin to talk about this, I don't want it to, to devolve into a discussion about fighter payment because I feel like there's an issue with the payment structure as it is. No, no, no. This isn't about payment. This is about... I want to place an emphasis on undue losses and how that could set their career back. And that setting back of their careers... Affects the payment. Affects payment. That's literally what I just said. Isn't that what I just said? You also said that they get half of their money. And I agree with you. uh, And I said it hurts their ability to build towards making more money. I think we have to focus the conversation there. That's all I'm saying. Well, not only that, I mean, think about this. You missed weight. I, I fought you anyway. I lost, and you hurt me. Yeah, hundred and ten percent. I just think it's a problem. I, and you I, know, and you know damn well. Even though this isn't a title fight, if Whitaker loses, they'll they'll be calling him Straw Champion, yep. and they'll be all of these I his rep him. is gone. Yeah. Who, I he's fight. no longer a draw. This, then. There's no who's upside. Gonna, who's going to pay money to see a champion who was knocked out on the big stage or lost badly? It's on no the big upside. Stage. To a fighter that is currently fighting competitively in his weight class. It's not even as though uh, Whitaker were to step up to light heavy and face someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be different. That'd be like Connor jumping. Yeah, it's up an exhibition. Yeah, exactly. It's not as bad. But he's facing someone. Because then you have the mitigating class. argument of the Nate Diaz fight. Exactly. Where it's like oh, it was short notice. He went up realm. to 170. Exactly, uh, but, but he has none of those those factors in play. But, so he's like, oh, he lost to the contender. When you say you shouldn't blow the statistic out of proportion, I actually think you should. It's it doesn't even have to be blown out of proportion. It's super significant, and especially now more than ever. I'm just tired of people not making weight. And with uh, the new weigh-ins, here's why I think it's significant, Mason. If you really want okay, to know why I think they're that. seven and zero, why is it significant? Why is it significant? I'll tell you why. Because with the early morning weigh-ins, fighters have been trying to cut more weight. More at the last drastic minute. weight cuts. At the last Dana minute. White has been talking about this. 
That is the reason why people are missing weight because they're thinking, all right, I can hydrate yes. more. That means I can cut more. I can cut more water. So you're actually, instead of having 25-pound weight cuts, which were super drastic at the time, he's saying now guys are coming in 35 over. 30 and 35 over. Which is ridiculous. And when you get down near that weight, right? Say you weigh in at 186 and you're supposed to weigh 185. You're going to blow up to that 35 pounds, right? Because you're going to rehydrate fully to that heavier, heavier weight. So you're even heavier than you were before, having even more of an unfair advantage while still not making that deadline, that that weight requirement that you needed. So -hmm. that's where the unfair advantage comes from. That's where I think it stems from. Because you have these drastic weight cuts... You say unfair advantage. Do you feel as though it's cheating? Yeah, I think it's definitely. Here's the thing: it's it's not cheating. It's in. It's not. It's like it's a. You're breaking the rules and you're punished for that. But I don't think you're punished severely enough. Yeah, you're only losing a portion of your purse, and you can still you can move on in your career, like you Romero has done in the Luke Rockhold fight, which is ridiculous. They rewarded him. Granted, he took that on short notice. Doesn't matter. You sign on the dotted line. You make weight. That's all. I have that's what say. I'm saying, and they get to further their careers. I think that that's that's nonsense. It they is. should. I, I agree with I agree with Cameron in that the consequences do not fit no. the crime. Because if you don't make weight twice, you should have to either sit out for a year or be bumped up a weight class. Take and your as, as a smart fighter and uh, being a coach, you have to evaluate where your fighter is in the weight cutting process. If you have ten pounds to go and you only have say fifteen hours to cut weight, that's ridiculous. At that point. There's no, there's no. Why would you put yourself through that drastic weight cut? And we're even fighter. Just take the the pay cut and come in heavy. You have an advantage, and you won't set yourself back with a loss. Yeah, we could even talk about Darren Till. I want to talk about that because Darren Till is an amazing fighter. Make no mistake. But when you were cutting 13 pounds the night before, the night of the fight, and supposedly before that, you had already started the dehydration process. That's a problem. It is a problem. When and everybody was like cutting him some slack when because he had a family emergency. Yeah, when you've already started so. water dehydration, to have 13 pounds still to cut when the cut begins, even if he ha- didn't have the emergency, that is a tough order. That is okay, a hard yeah. cut the night before. To be fair, though, I think all of these weight cutting issues, they're all stemming from a central argument. And I, I really don't feel like switching these weigh-in times is really going to change anything. If you have these massive gaps between weight classes, and this idea has been, has been reiterated yeah, I know over, you're and go. over and over again. If you have these massive gaps between weight classes, the, the jump in the body type between weight classes is so drastic, you're going to have people cutting 25, Well, me and dad were actually talking about this. We were talking about how a, a punishment that we were going to suggest was if you miss weight twice, you move up a weight class. But then we we're like, wait, we can't do that. Because some guys, if they move up weight class, their career is over because there's such a drastic difference in fighter exactly, size exactly. and fighter body. So you even you couldn't even instate that punishment because it would ruin careers. Yeah, Not but to they, mention the fact that they should they be are, they're they're freelance, they're they're free agents, so to speak. Like they're, they're, contra- they're contracted they're, by the UFC. So right. I, I suppose, in a sense. You, you could force them to fight up a weight class by saying that, oh, if you miss weight twice in this weight class. Independent contractors. Yeah. That's what they are. Independent. Independent. Thank you. Uh, if you lose, if you miss weight, rather, two times in this weight class, we will only offer you fights in the weight class above yours. Or, and you can choose to take them or not. Or, or you know we've also I mean? 
we've also said that they should be suspended for a year. But here's the thing. Any- a year suspension, I think, would work really well. I do, too. Because uh, that gives you a year to run five miles a day. Well, it's not that. Eat some celery. But, but that's my point. Eddie Alvarez, you guys both know who he is. And I don't think it's – He tweeted out, uh, missing weight is ridiculous. It's not a problem with the weight classes. It's a problem with the athletes not – Planning out and not conducting themselves as professionals. I would actually agree with Eddie over Mason. I I don't think it's that they're necessarily undisciplined people. I just think it's bad planning that leads to okay. Wait, wait. What do you you call? What do you call undisciplined? Wait, wait. Thirteen pounds tonight. Okay, wait, wait. That's not. You're not letting me explain what I mean by that. Okay. I need to make the clarification because on the outside it sounds like I'm making excuses for fighters. I know, but I'm not. It's the poor planning on the estimations of how much weight they can cut. When they try to do these drastic weight cuts, thirteen pounds is ridiculous. Thirteen pounds than I have, and then you're talking about thirty-five pounds over a week, where they're coming in that much heavier. The bottom line That's is substantial. You shouldn't be coming in more damage. than ten to fifteen pounds up a week before. Do you know how bad it is for all of your internal organs? Not just not just your kidneys. We've seen liver, liver failure. I, I'm not debating any of that. We've the seen liver failure, renal, renal failure. Thing, is the bottom line is they're missing weight. There, there has to be a penalty where they're going to sit out for a year if they miss it twice, and that's the bottom line. Well, I'll throw this in for you guys. Dana White did a 10-minute media scrum after the weigh-ins and has officially announced they're going back to the old uh, time of weigh- uh, weigh-ins. Good. They're going back to the afternoon weigh-ins because this was never a problem before nope. because the guys knew they couldn't cut that drastic amount of weight because they wouldn't be able to rehydrate in time. So now people are going to go back to cutting their normal amounts. That's literally what he said in the media scrum. He was like, look, we didn't have these problems. We were trying to do something positive for the fighters. The fighters abused it. It hurt the business. So we're going back to the old system. And you know what? I'm over it. Bottom line is – I think that's the move. And he also said even though you're hearing these vocal proponents of keeping the morning weigh-ins, many fighters have come to him behind the scenes because they don't want to get attacked by fans. Because Joe Rogan's opinion is pretty much the predominant fan opinion when it comes to – Weigh-ins and Which weight is, ranges. For those who don't know, Joe Rogan's. What's oh, his yes. opinion? His opinion is uh, was, it's echoed some of the stuff we said here. There need to be more consistent weight classes. Every ten pounds. Every ten pounds. Yeah. Every ten pounds. That's his, that's his thing, which is true. But and you need to give more time for the fighters to rehydrate so they don't take as much brain damage. That those have been his two stances pretty much publicly on weigh-ins, and fighters didn't want to come out against those, so they told Dana behind the scenes personally. He said at the media scrum, there have been a lot of fighters saying, "Let's go back to the afternoon weigh-ins." Well, which is interesting. I found that interesting because that runs counter to a lot of stuff I've been hearing on Twitter, Instagram. Well, the bottom. I don't want to do this too much. Bottom line is, but do you think that's significant that they're going back to afternoon? Because fighters no, have said that that's I, I miserable. Don't, I don't care. This is part of the game. I don't give a shit. I hate to say it like that, but I don't. You're a fucking professional. You need to plan accordingly. You don't come in 13 or 14 pounds of the day uh, of the night before and, and 24 hours and cut that much weight. You need to show up the week before 15 up. Plan out your day. It's always it's the it's, it's the same shit. It's the Formula One equation, isn't it? It's not it's the Formula trying, One. It's trying to get the, the exactly. You try to possible. make in Formula One. You try to make the engine as big as you can. While not putting too much drag on the system that the car burns out. Anyway. That's literally what it is. And they're trying to add more and more weight to get that advantage over their opponent. That's what it's always been. Okay. Well, clearly there's a point of diminishing returns. And not to drive this into the ground, but I do agree with Eddie Alvarez. The weight cut should start in the fight camp. Yeah, no shit. 
Okay, next topic. A lot of people have been talking about this. Is Colby Covington toxic to the sport of MMA? Is he toxic? Is he doing damage to the sport's reputation, to laymen? If Conor McGregor didn't do it, Colby Covington's not doing it either. Mason? You want my take on it? Absolutely not. I think he's one of the first people to effectively play the heel, so to speak. Yeah, that's what Cameron said the same thing. People claim that it was done well before, but if you really look at the heels throughout time, like who do you really have that sticks out in your mind? Shell Sonnen I guess. to play the heel, but there's really almost not been I'm... no heels, no true heels in MMA exactly. yet. Like no one you really wanted to tune in and be like, I want to see that guy get the shit beat out of him, you know? Yeah, but the bottom line is a year ago, did we know who the fuck he was? I mean, if you weren't a real fight fan. You ask a casual no, person. I knew of him. Vaguely. Yeah, but if you ask a casual person on the street, they didn't know who the fuck he is. But today, no, and even and even if you asked me a year ago, I would have known of Colby Covington. But I would be like, yeah, he's he's an okay. pretty standard, good wrestler, yeah. Yeah. pretty good striker. Well, he just talked himself into a title fight. Also, he's exactly. been improving. And if you were to ask me who Colby Covington is now. I would assess his abilities exactly the same as I would have a year ago. I just would have, I just now I would say that he's one of the best heels of all time. If you look at his record, it does not justify. No, he's number four. He's at in his career right now. He's number four. It doesn't at all. Um, okay, there, I agree with that. But at the same time, did Connor necessarily have the Connor's qualifications at the time didn't grant a lot of his no. fight before. His, his fight before he got a title shot was Dennis Seaver, right? Yeah, but he talked he talked an amazing amount of shit. Wasn't it Dennis Seaver? Wasn't that his fight before the title shot? I'm almost positive. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Which is, that's a far cry from being in title shot contention. I understand. But it, the whole point was, the difference between, and we'll find out this week, is Connor backed everything up. I wasn't on his side. You guys both know and that. And Connor wasn't a heel. He was almost a folk hero of sorts. Maybe to the Irish, but he talked he shit to everybody else. What? He was not a heel. He was like a he was like a shit talking crusader. Wow. Okay, let's not compare Connor's run to the title to Colby. Colby's Cuff. going on a much more negative. He's trying Absolutely. to he's trying to me against the world it. I understand. Which I I like cuz guess who did that to very very effectively? Who switched okay. to the heel and How made a lot of money? How do you want to go for each of the fighters? Because if we look four fights to the title for Colby Covington, it's uh, Max Griffin via TKO, Brian Barberena decision. Dong Young Kim decision, Damian Maya decision. Okay. Who was Connor's fight before he had the title shot? We're really drawing an analogy between Connor and TKO, but before that, Justin Poirier TKO, Diego Brandau TKO. Before they were as big as they are now. I'm saying I think that's disingenuous. They're they were extremely skilled fighters. Yes, and they No, but Poirier didn't have nearly the acclaim he did uh, now that he does back then. He did not have that acclaim back then. I think because you could not make the argument based off of a Dennis Seaver TKO that he he gets a title shot. Yeah, but they're still I, I never heard of him. What about what here's another example, Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt knocked out his own his best fight in my opinion, his hardest opponent was Thomas Almeida. And then he fought undefeated. And, and then he fought Takeo Mizugaki and that's the fight he got before his title shot. Mizugaki who half the half the bantamweights have beaten? He's a tough guy. He's a grappler. He's a grinder. Yeah, but but d- does if you're gonna call if you're gonna call Kobe out for not fighting people I'm, and getting I, a title shot off of a rough fight? I'm not calling him out. I'm simply saying he played the game. 
He saw it being played by Connor. Many people have played it. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Not played it as well. And he's taken a stance. He saw some groundswell off of him running his own mouth. And everybody learned out who he is. You can't fault a guy for running his mouth and talking himself into a higher paycheck. Why, really why would you ever? This whole ranking system is kind of null and void, man. People talk themselves into the positions sure. that they would like to be in. You know and he I mean? did it. It's a bunch People, of it's dude, it's literally a bunch of two hundred and fifty pound reporters making the rankings anyway. Oh it's not yeah, martial they, artists. It, yeah, that is a factor. And it doesn't matter it's what your rank is. That's what it, it is. doesn't matter. Like literally it doesn't matter. You could go from ten up to six and then get a title shot right away. It doesn't matter. It just whatever fits best on that card. And if you talk shit, you can get it. You know what I mean? If there's a card coming up that's in your hometown as a fighter and you talk a heap of shit, who knows? You might get a top 10 Well, do you want to know why? It comes back to the, the, the reality that I think a lot of people ignore. I love a true mixed martial artist, right, who pays respects to all of its opponents, doesn't talk crap, goes in there and gets the job done. I love that. But it's also the entertainment business. Yeah, it is. And if you have – put asses Look at Takeo Mizugaki. He had boring fights, talked no trash – the minute he lost, a f- I think he lost one fight and got cut. One fight got cut. Yeah. Because you're not exciting. You weren't selling tickets. Right. You're, your fights are boring. It's yeah, the but same- I think it's, 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 more, it's more entertainment than ever. I mean, I think there was a switch from a professional sport first, see who the best fighter yeah. on the planet is a- at and that And now, now everyone well, gets now a belt. Now it's entertainment, entertainment, of course. Entertainment. Well, well, when, when when you take on four billion in debt, of course. Guess what? They got they got to cover the nut every month. That's and when it, you have CM Punk on the main card. Yeah, which is which is a fucking travesty. It is, but but you got to remember, maybe things are going to get better because what happened? You know, everybody knows that the UFC signed a. a, a Billion dollar deal with ESPN. ESPN, I'm super excited. I mean, for that. everything is leaving Fox Sports One. They're As leaving an MMA Fox. Fan, I think that lends a ton of legitimacy. I hope so. They wouldn't. The ESPN I, refused to cover the UFC in 2009. Yes. Well, they didn't want to. They didn't want to pay either. They, they thought it was by Burr. Yes. So they were like this sport is. It's not. It's not going to become a real sport. It's. It's in the past. And now they just signed yes. a billion dollar deal. It's. It's a Come billion on. to a billion and a half. That's amazing. It, it makes most of their debt go away. It makes it easier for them to manage, and maybe they'll get back into more of the professional part than actual the entertainment part. Dana White I, is I the think, really. I think it's. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I was just saying that I think this this is a huge deal for WME. You know what I mean? They, yeah. Like you said, they they take care of a large of. Uh, a large amount of the debt they've accrued. Yeah, uh, they gain the legitimacy of ESPN reporting yes. on their sport, and it brings them one step closer to be able to flip the UFC, which I feel as though is their ultimate goal. Do you right? think they're going to sell again? I think they so. bought it for four, well, almost four and a half. Yeah, but and they'll never. They might make their money back, but will they ever? No one's going to buy it again for four billion. They're just not. I think. I think they will. Okay. Maybe a billionaire's out there. Selling it. They'll, they'll end up selling it for about six probably. Wow. I don't know. That would be pretty cool if they did. I think you have a real point there. Like uh, honestly. They, they probably are not longevity. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think they're looking to get their money back. But I, 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 love, I love the ESPN deal. I love it. Yeah. I'm a huge fan, and I think, I think Dana there, there White. Are a lot of things that need to be ironed you out. You can though. complain about. I think there's valid complaints about a lot of what they've done so far, management-wise, with the with giving out belts like candy, to where now so many people have championships. It's, it's crossing my eyes. Uh, matchups that don't really make a lot of sense, and, and I think you can blame that on a lot of things. Too many fights because you lost the Fertitta too. brothers. You lost Joe Silva. 
the only real brilliance, I, the only guy who I think is still a genius in the UFC is Dana White. Yes, and he has to contend truth. with you guys. He has to, to contend with a group of WME executives who are going to say, "All right, we need to make this much. We know that this person can sell X amount of tickets." We know this person can sell X amount of tickets. Let's pair them for a super fight. Let's well, do this. Well, that's what's going to happen next because now everybody's – It's just a sliding scale of, oh, you think you want to go up and uh, fight for another belt? Go right ahead. You know what I mean? Even though Especially, it makes no sense. And Dana White was the first one um, to say he refuses to let GSP just come out and fight the winner of Conor Khabib. He said that today at the Mia Scrum as well. He's like, look, GSP – does not immediately get that touchdown. No, he's he vacated it. Belt. Deserve it. Exactly. He didn't defend 185. No, and he told him he would. And he just said that he fought at 185 and he's going to go immediately down to 55. We don't know if he can make that there weight. There are a lot of things. He's done that nothing are going at on that right weight. Now in the UFC that make absolutely no sense and that are just plain bad for business overall. It's reminiscent of Don King in boxing. Well, if you're going to go that far. start doing wonky things. Well, there if you're going to go two, that far. There are too many fucking fights. And I am a super fan and I watch all of them. But they are not they are not nearly as special. In July alone, there are one, two, three, four, five events. I love that. Five five events. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. I love the more fights the better for me. Yeah. I know I know most people aren't watching them because they're spreading out the revenue. That is not Yeah. I know they're going scattershot with the revenue, but when you have a roster of 500 guys who all need fights, yeah, 600. They have 600. 600 the now. So they what they have to do is they have enough guys to make the fights. They're just going to have to get them all in line and do they it. They actually have a problem with getting everyone a fight. Yeah. Well, then you need to have more Super Bowl cards. You need to have pay per views less often, and you need to utilize Fight Pass more often. And I think well, Fight Pass is going away. It's, I, I it's know going to ESPN, ESPN Plus, which is which is probably Fight Pass is still good. Because then what do you get Fight Pass for? Okay, literally, because every card yeah. goes on Fight Pass after two weeks. And you can watch all the It's a fights. database. It's a database. Yeah, you can watch every amazing. fight in the UFC. I would say, if you're a huge fan and you want to watch a whole bunch of fights, that's, that is the way to well, still I know see everything. Us having an MMA show, I know I plan on getting it just to analyze fights yeah, before. Yeah, and see what's going on. But, I mean, if you're going to talk circus, what's the fight everybody still wants? Oh, we know. Brock, John Brock, Jones. John Jones. No piss test. Let's get those two felons right. in a cage, bro. Let's do it. I don't want any piss test. You no. saw to get the fuck away from those boys. Yeah, I just if we're gonna do this for entertainment, I'd love to see that fight. Mason, does that get does that get you up in the morning? A little bit. Sleep. I, according to they should just follow the GSPA the GSPA the GSP uh, method for just constantly out travel. Yeah, just be we're like, going I'm to Beirut, then we're going to, to Antarctica, Jamaica. Yeah. Brock just shows up, 400 pounds of muscle. That's it, man. John Jones, 300 pounds, all TRT, just fucking. I, I you want to be able to discern that that's Brock Lesnar. He's just going to look like one fucking bicep. And he's gonna <laughs> yeah, why not, man? Test. I mean, we need Jones back. Why not let those two fight? Give some, Jones some more time to get you know everything out of his system. I think, and then you have the Stipe Cormier fight, and the, then the winner. The funny of, thing is, the winner of that fights what? What's his name? The guy in. Uh, Cormier's the other heavyweight. Uh, Steve Miocic. Miocic. Yeah, I think John Jones is just going to morph into like a Volvo SUV and run over everyone. Yeah, well, especially pregnant women. Wow. And, and, and evidently, uh, we haven't heard anything from Jones's camp, and he just had his manager on, good. and they had said that um, the decision's coming down soon. I think they're waiting for after January 7th to come with something. I'll tell you this much, right? January after July 7th. I've lost. You, you know as me. Much coke as he can before that happens. <laughs> go Get back it out of your system. Go He's back. Sitting on a fucking mountain, like oh, 
yeah. I, I want you guys to go back and listen to our earlier MMA submissions and just hear how staunchly I defended this man. Yeah. And he just let me down. And I shit all over him. And now, the, now I want to see him fighting in a in, in a in a freaking all out How fucked is that? I refuse to defend John I refuse to defend John Jones. You up and you're like, I can't wait to see him fight. How fucked is that? Yeah. I, well, Because he's the Michael Jordan of fighting. It's just that he can't Exactly. Get, he just can't stop doing coke. There's two undefeated fighters. Khabib, speaking, John Jones. Speaking of LeBron, he uh, – oh, you said MJ. Well, he's often compared to LeBron and LeBron just lost. That just happened. He didn't get swept. He did get swept. Wait, the the final game was tonight? Yep, they lost. Bullshit. Swear to God. Really pull it up. Okay. All right. This is the MMA submission, bitch. It was yeah, sorry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, Mitch. my God. And I just said again, the only two undefeated fighters that we're talking about, once again, are John Jones and Khabib. And now, you know what's funny? I think John Jones beats the fucking dick off of Brock Lesnar. I oh, my it, God, yeah. I oh, think yeah. that fight gets brutally violent. I would love to see Because that. guess what? Mark Brock Lesnar had a tough time with Mark Hunt. Yes. And Mark Hunt's looking like well, Curtis two, just two shades passing to retirement. Yeah, Curtis Blades just took him out. It's rough, man. He's got the Pizza Hut bod for sure. Just He's look still at the, tough, Look at the though, tools man. each of them have, and it's just – John nope. Jones. Brock John has – no, Brock, if he can't take John down, it's over. And I don't think he can take John down. At, no, no. Look at John Jones' pedigree for takedown defense. Just no. looking at Brock striking in the in, in the uh, Mark Hunt who matchup. Know, who the fuck knows him, man? An overhand right. Eh. He's a big if they fight a hundred times. Yep. If they fight a hundred times, I'm sure Brock wins one. Yeah, sure. And, and, and now Khabib has just turned down Connor. Evidently, his manager said he doesn't want anything to do with Connor. Dude, did you hear this shit that Michael Chiesa might get Khabib? Yes, because they yeah. do not want anything to do with Connor. I heard what about that. dog shit fight. That's such a terrible fight. They're saying the winner of Pettis, Kiesa, might get the next title shot. Kiesa, and I was like, Kiesa in what world? To to the ground, and Khabib will maul In him. what world would the winner of Kiesa, Pettis, get the title shot? Yeah, but do you really want the Connor circus in town? Yeah. I don't, not yet. Come back. He's got to write some checks. Baby, come back. Clean his shit up and then come back. He could do I, anything I short of whipping out his dick and pissing all over the WME executives. I have heard what? that when Connor comes back, it will be to boxing again. Who really? Cares? Who cares? Holy shit, dude. He should fight Loma and just get completely knocked out. Yeah. He, no, he's way too big to fight Lomachenko. How tiny is Lomachenko? I think the biggest Lomachenko fought at was like 147. Every Eastern Bloc guy looks like at least 180 pounds to me. I don't know. And then uh, I, I just think that uh, until he gets his, his stuff done with his assault charges and clears his name, writes his checks to the people he screwed up in the bus, uh, he needs to take care of that first. And even the manager for Khabib's, uh, Khabib's uh, his, him and his, and his club said the same thing. They don't want anything to do with him. They'll go on and they'll fight other people. And when Connor gets his shit cleaned up, then they'll fight him. And you can't blame him for that. I mean, you're going to get your biggest payday with him, but they're looking in another way. Why would I fight the circus known as uh, Conor McGregor when I can fight? He'll fight the next two That's or three convenient. fights. Two or three fights. It's convenient that he wants Kiesa. When his two most dangerous fights are Tony Ferguson and Conor McGregor. Well, he'll probably fight this next Convenient. one. Tony. Khabib, Tony. Hey, how about, how about Tony Ferguson? Everyone's just forgetting about that motherfucker. Isn't he hurt? Right. 
No, but it's he still deserves to be put in respect. He does, but he's and, injured. And people should still talk about him as the next contender or the next guy. Yeah, because he, he beat. I feel like everyone's just like, oh, he's injured? Fuck him. He'll be gone forever. No, it's not that. Honestly, it's just... he's kind of rescinded. No media attention has been paid to Tony Ferguson. Until he gets healthy. What, what attention can you give someone who's injured? I think when, Kevin Lee. I think Kevin Lee's going to give Khabib fits. Dude, Kevin Lee looked fucking good against Edson Barbosa. Sure. Unless when he got put, uh, I mean, other than when he got put on noodle legs, he looked no, real. I, yeah, I, I think Kevin Lee has got pretty fantastic wrestling, and I think his boxing is significantly better than Khabib's. Well, that's a better matchup. Maybe that's the matchup after he fights the winner of this other fight. So, I mean, that's just how you're going to have to look at it. Yeah. I mean, like, there are just so many ways he could win that fight, Kevin Lee, you know? He could yeah, he true. could take you down. He could ground and pound. He could squeeze his MRSA sore into your eyes. Okay. <laughs> just bust it open. Just fucking. Wow. But even it. Rogan says that Khabib striking is, is, is subpar. Dude, that okay, that commentary on that fight, he should have so, apologized for that. Why? He did. He did. On UFC two twenty three. I don't think he should have apologized. I sh- I'll tell you why he should have apologized. Okay. Because it was clear cut three zero Khabib. Completely dominant. Completely dominant. Wasn't it a five round fight? Oh sorry. You're right. <laughs> five zero. No, was it? Even more convincing. Yeah, five zero. Yeah, it was five zero, completely dominant. Al did not take one round. He was never in an advantageous position. He was okay, never he was winning. Commentating it though, as, as though it was, as though it were neck and neck. Exactly. And Khabib was being exposed. Uh, as Khabib was being exposed, and I'm like, okay, maybe you could say that he looked mortal, but in no way was he anywhere close to being challenged in that fight. I still, I still think it's okay to say his striking doesn't. Look no, I don't think he was being exposed, but you could definitely see how holes in the game, high level. A high-level stand-up fighter would be able to exploit his weaknesses. Yeah, because if he can't but close out someone who steps in, steps in at a minute's notice counterpoint. and goes five Past rounds. Okay, I'll tell you. Both get tired. It's hard get to get motivated for a, a short-notice opponent. And it's so easy for Al to be fired up and just go in there, no worries. Hell yeah. And also, I want to point out something about how Al fought that fight and why that fight looked like it did. Okay. All right, Khabib's stand-up did not look that great. I'll admit that. His chin was up. He was throwing kind of wonky. Yeah. But he only threw jabs pretty much and a couple of, uh, a couple of crosses. That's not even the most concerning thing. But here's what I'll say. Al Iaquinta came out there in a wrestling stance and threw bombs. Look, and people were like, oh, he defended all those takedowns. He came out there in a stance where he couldn't defend the jab. So he got jabbed to death. Because he literally had his hands at his waist and was in a wrestling stance the entire fight. Go back and watch it. Look at it. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, but we have. I've, I've watched it. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, but he fought the fight a certain way. So he took away the takedowns so that uh, Khabib guy, could easily point him was out. Was the on guy the ranked? Was he ranked? Yeah. Yeah, he's ranked. Yes. What, what, what? Top 10? He was nine. Nine? All right. So we're, we're, we're right on the cusp. He should have finished that guy off. That's, that's, that's what I take so of I'm it. I'm saying the way he fought prevented that. That's the argument I'm making. No, because if his hands are down, you can constantly punch him in the face with a jab. It means the right cross is not far off if he was putting his combos together. And he should have knocked a guy out. Well, if you're throwing a combo, he's going to put his hands up. That's my only fucking point. And, and, and here's the well, bottom. if you would have had a Kevin Lee, Osmosis Jones, MRSA bubble, just fucking pop Yeah, dude. Shit. We all need MRSA, guys. I'm telling you, it's the ultimate fight weapon. Okay. 
just in between the ah, just but that's necrosis, melting faces and but, stuff. But, but doesn't it go back to the point that if you if they put you in there with somebody you're supposed to close out you're supposed to close them out yeah but I it's hate a that fucking sport man yeah. it's not gladiator times you do what you need to do to win and if a and guy plays should... safe sometimes he can stop you from finishing him all right if you play it safe, is that not true? And you guys just keep not getting on my bus, and then you'll come around eventually. You came around with weigh-ins, and now you'll come around with what? this. It's okay. What, what did I come around with weigh-ins? I, I am a f- – what? What? Explain your stance, sir. Uh, no, I already we're, did. We're I'm not going back into weigh-ins. Yeah. I'm not going back there. Now we're going to Alexander okay. Gufterson. Finally – Gufterson. 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 Gustafson. <laughs> I just said that. Well, <laughs> my big thing Come is. Come over to his bus, bitch. Well, I really like the Hold guy. On. I was watching, uh, you know, he was on JRE MMA. And uh, now his his whole career is put on hold because of the super fight between Stipe and Cormier. Um, the thing is. I recovering. What? He, he was, he's recovering from an injury. Yeah, his shoulder. But he's, he's already doing fine. He's healthy and everything. But he's, he's going full contact right now. Already. But the thing, my point is, is I think he should have gotten a better fight uh, and should get a fight in the meantime. Well, did you hear? Okay, this is another hot, hot take I'm when dropping on When he gets on a fight, he's going to get fucking paid, son. Yes. Because he just signed a new contract. Yes. Cameron, lay out the deets, man. Okay, this happened at the media scrum as well. I don't know if you guys watched no, this. No, go ahead. This was a huge like thing. I, I just watched it. And Dana White also said that he wants Yoel if he wins. Who does? If Yoel wins, Dana said Yoel should go up to 205 and fight Gustafson. Good. To prove, he said he he doesn't think that he could function properly at that weight class and continue to make the weight. He said he thinks it would be a great fight to go up and fight Gustafson. Uh, you know what? I like Dana White more and more. I do. He's he's a smart guy, man. He's a smart guy. He's one of the best. I think he's oh, the best shit. promoter in all sports. You heard it here first, folks. Matt said Dana White's a smart guy. Go back four episodes and, and he's I calling shit him a all over stupid him. Stupid fat fuck. I did, and, but you know what? He keeps making. I, I agree with him. I, I, you know what? Yoel hasn't made the weight class twice. He's fucked up two cards, and Gustafson deserves a fight. In the meantime, this will be a great win for him. That's a great fight. It's a great fight. Uh, a strong. He can give him a good match, but I still think Gustafson wins it. That's a close fight. And you know what? He needs a payday. Guy's only worth nine hundred thousand dollars, right? I mean. It was actually a reporter who suggested it, and then Dana White was like, I fucking love that fight. That I sounds do too. great. I think it's a great idea. I didn't even know that. That reporter should be put on staff. Yeah, he literally was like, look at you. Yeah. And he's like, but I definitely think he should move up to 205. I do too, because I think this is just ridiculous. It's too draining on him. And I, I agree. Think, it's like seeing Kelvin Gaslam at 170. It's just ridiculous. And he looks skeletal at the weigh-ins. You, you, you saw. Yoel. He Yoel. skeleton. He's just... Don't, Look at how I dehydrated he was. Did you watch him? He needed to be helped away by uh, one of his coaches. They'd the carry UFC that motherfucker off. You know what? I, no. I'd, I'd agree with you until I heard... Oh, lifestyle. Uh, discipline. Yeah. Discipline. Lifestyle. Discipline. How do I look 41 and the, I'm the so good? Disciplined. Man. If I'm disciplined, Fucking everything's fine. It. I live a disciplined life. Okay, easy there. Uh, I'm just fucking hey, over it. You know what the bottom line is? Mason has a point. You don't try. You still have 10 toes and 10 figures, dude? Bitch shit, man. You only need the shit on the outside for balance. That's, that that's what his – yeah. Oh, Honestly, dude, man. if a fighter lost both of his hands, he'd be like, fucking pussy. Just hit him with your stumps, dude. That's right. You better grab with your stumps, dude. Head. Do you have all of your tongue? Bitch. You're a bitch. <laughs> yes. Come because on, I'm just man. tired of not making weight. I get that. And then he – what do you do in the embedded? Am I wrong? 
Am I wrong? Did he sat no. there going, well, I'm just so disciplined. I'm going to eat five or six times today. And that's what he said. And you I rolled your eyes after hearing he did make I think Yoel Romero's team was bitching about how and his, weight cut was, and his we, weight cut was cut short by the UFC. Pause. Oh, and when we say and when we say he looks skeletal dead, that doesn't mean that we call the weight he could. That means he was fully dehydrated. Uh, Two I, different I, things. I understand. Two different things. I I know. I know what a so weight you cut. know. So then, why'd you fly off the handle because about I'm weight t- cutting? Why? Because he shouldn't wait until the last day or the we last even, two days. Well, we weren't even bringing that in. And, and and here it is, the second time he didn't make weight. So make the fucker move up. Give give Gustafs in the fight. I think it's a great idea. And and now let him freaking eat. I don't want to hear it anymore. That's it. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, man. He is the greatest fighter that is not talked about right now. Who? Gustafson, he got injured, fell under the radar, and no one is talking nope. about that Swedish killer. Yeah, and when he comes back, I think that he will d- just decimate two hundred five. Other than Daniel Cormier, I mean, other than John Jones, he gave Daniel Cormier the toughest fight of his. That career. was a close fight. We watched that fight again. I actually scored it for Gustafson. It was a it, that was a close. I fight. scored and, three and two. If you Gustafson. haven't seen that fight, go back and watch it again. That was a great fight. We'll see, though, because when you look at John Jones' track record leading up to that Gustafson fight, he was like no, 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 no. I was talking about the coke off people's asses. That's not that's not the fight I was talking about. Oh, what were we talking about? I said other than John Jones, he gave Daniel Cormier the toughest. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, bitch. I agree. What's up? Okay, Okay. just had to make sure. Well, you guys, did you guys see the two twenty four? Yeah, okay, did you see the thing with Raquel Pennington turning to her corner and saying, I'm done? Oh, that was hilarious. Okay, yeah, so what did you think about, about that? that? I want to hear what you guys say. It, it all depends on – I know I know what the fight, fight analysts have said. I think it really comes down to the corner and what the corner's relationship is with Raquel. Wow, did In you training, pull a fucking 180? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because Kat Zingano – Hey, hey. Pause. Guess what I'm doing? No, stop. I'm, I'm not getting I- on your bus, fuckhead. <laughs> I'm not getting on your bus, fucko. Okay? Listen, bitch. Listen. Listen, Mason. Because I agree with I'm parts of both sides. I, I gave a conditional answer. Okay. I said it depends on the corner's relationship. Because Kat Zingano has said multiple times, when I'm in training, I cry. Exactly. I want to give up. Exactly. And, and who pushes and her? Pause. Easy there, Kangaroo Jack. Yeah. I'm getting to it. She says that it's on her trainer to push her past that's that That's fucking right. Her and corner. to keep her in the fight. That's right. She says I'm done all the time. Absolutely. And she gets pushed. Absolutely. So it depends on Raquel Pennington's relationship. Exactly. If she has a similar relationship with her trainers, 100%. then I think everyone needs to shut up and trust. Exactly. And plus, in my opinion, she did not take a lot of damage prior to... To that. Exactly. Because we took rushed damage, the fight. She breaking, took damage when she went back I in there. I agree completely. She was breaking mentally. Yeah. Yeah. It was a mental and break. Physically, no point, it was, no she was just getting pointed she out. She really wanted to be done. She was, I think that when she was saying that, she, she was, was frustrated looking, that she, she was, was losing the fight. Was yes. To her corner for confidence. Yeah. She's like, I'm done. I don't, I can't do this. I and totally agree. I had to watch wow. that fight again because. I had to watch that fight again because if she wanted out of that octagon at any point, there's a ref there. There are multiple doctors. She would have walked right over there. You gotcha. Wow. This was not a pause. This is the first time, MMA fans. We're all on the same page. Because I rewatched this fight because I originally thought like, oh, my God, if she took a beating and then they forced her to go back out there like Apollo Creed with two giant black guys, don't you stop this fight. 
it, uh, then I'd have a different if he opinion. Dies, dies. Then I'd have a different opinion. Exactly. But she looked completely with her. She wasn't bloody up at all. No. She was gassed and her leg was fucked up. And yes. she was and she was losing the fight. She, yes, she was she had lost considerably. She had lost four three rounds up to that point. She lost all four because she got finished in the beginning of the fifth. In the fifth? Okay. So she was losing she lost four rounds. Absolutely. She got pointed Straight up, out. Pointed out by Nunez. And she was like, I'm just so tired. I'm done. I'm fr-. And when you fight Amanda, like many girls who fought her have said, it's frustrating. It is. Because she moves fast and she hits hard. Yeah. You, and you and if you drop your hands for a second, you're tagged. So I, I get where her frustration is coming from. I don't see the reason to stop that fight if you're her corner. Neither do I. But if if they have a relationship where she's like, dude, if I tell you to stop it, you stop it. Trust me. Right. Then it's a different question. It's a different thing. No, man. I don't even think – you would not confide that in your corner. That makes no sense. You would tell your corner I'm done and then you beeline for the referee exactly. who will wave the fight off as soon as you even get your first breath of I'm done out. He, the, the referee is in there to protect the fighters. Your corner, they have the ability to throw the towel in. Anytime. And they know you. They see you in the training room every single day. There are, good, single day. There are good times to throw in the towel and there are bad times. Joe Lozon's most recent fight, excellent A time to throw in the towel. Protect your fighter. You know his limits. You know what he's been through. He took a ton of damage. But... I just I couldn't I couldn't reconcile the decision they made. So I think I think they made a good decision. I do too. And I, I think it's a little unfair for Joe Rogan, Big John McCarthy, all these guys to come out and say this corner's full of amateurs. They fucked her over. They limited her career. You don't know you don't know the dynamics of that corner and the fighter. Yeah. So you should just and it was really Kat Zingano's interview that kind of changed my mind sure. on that because I didn't know that sometimes Had nothing to do with somebody else. No, no, I didn't nothing so. to do with it. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> some um, fighters have, uh, I didn't know this, but some fighters have a lot of doubts, and sometimes they need training. Professional athletes, even though they're professional athletes, the greatest in the world have doubts. And it's the job. They're fighters. It's, they're sensitive as fuck. Well, it's true. It's like really? 90% confidence. I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. Now, so I didn't expect a lot of doubts. Can we, talk, can we talk about a kick that we saw? Because we just rewatched. Whitaker, yo, yo, Yomel Romero. Yes. Two thirteen. Yes. We just rewatched that. The front kick to Whitaker's knee. The front side kick to the knee. The front side kick okay. to the knee. Yeah. We saw it again with the with want- the express purpose of hyperextending the knee to limit movement. Okay. Yes. All right. Now, now I just want to give you a little back, Graham Mason. I had a huge problem with Till and Wonderboy because he kicked him three times. Hyperextended his that knee. That same front side the kick. The same front side kick. And I started going crazy, and I forgot it was in 213 with uh, Yomel and Whitaker. Let me ask this, you this. Why, why were you going crazy? It's because I think it kick. should be illegal, and I think that you're going out of your way to actually hurt the fighter. And I don't like, – here's why? the thing. I know why you're furrowing your brow, but an argument has been made for a while that kicks like the oblique kick and the, the front side kick – are if you're expressly trying to fuck up someone's knee with a strike, you can. It's seen. It's 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 seen as frowned so upon. Any leg kick, inside, outside. I know, but you're you're acting. This like, one is like indirectly 
It's trying to mess up the joints, yeah. like it, the, the ligaments. You're actually and, and, and inside outside leg kick can mess up the joints. Yeah, you but not not like not like with a head kick. Not a, not as much as severely hyperextending. Not not as much, Mace. You need to watch two thirteen again. And, I've seen it. Okay, then you need to go back and watch it again. In my opinion, I watched it. Well, watch it again. I'm bitch. telling I'm telling you, if you watch these fights, man, I think it's the kick jarring should... to see. No, 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 no. Uh, wait. Okay. I think that it's point of order. Although. Right Although, okay. right, I agree with you. It's completely legal. I think it has massive effect on movement, and it has massive effect on knee damage. Yeah, and I, I understand. Think, I, I understand it has weight massive effect on movement. Hold no, wait. Yeah, you're not letting me finish. Let him finish. Okay, Mace. So let him go, and then you. When you bruise and you batter a knee uh, with standard leg kicks, that can heal over the course of a month, right? But when you damage the ligaments of someone's knee. With a front side kick, right? Where you intentionally hyperextend their knee with the purpose of hurting those ligaments, of impeding the movement like that, stiffening the knee, right? That I think is 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 somehow it's illegal. It's legal. I'm not saying it shouldn't be done. I'm saying it is a dangerous kick though. And it and it's oh, okay. Well as as long as you practice that it should be somewhat it should that, be somewhat looked into by a fight commission. I, I think sure. so. Because there have been two fighters now the, the fact that it is a dangerous kick. I agree it's a dangerous two kick. Two high level it's, it's fighters. MMA. Hold on, hold on, Mason. Let me dangerous. finish the point. Mason, hold on. And hold two on. high level fighters. You speak in paragraphs. Keep going. Because <laughs> it's an argument. Finish. And two high level fighters recently have referenced that exact kick, kick happening once and uh, expressly causing injury. Wonderboy Thompson after the toe fight said, you know, uh, everyone knows I have problems with my knees. He had, and chronic, he had chronic knee issues before Pause, that. and he said that. And he was like, so he knew that um, he knew that when Till was doing that kick, it was to damage the knee. And guess what? It's he it. said in the first round he significantly damaged one of his knees with that front side kick. Robert and then, Whitaker, chronic and Robert issues. Whitaker Guess what? Yoel stomped on his front knee when he was having MCL issues. And I'm saying this fight, this kick at least needs to be looked into. I see no issue in exploiting your opponent's weakness. The front leg side kick to the knee and the oblique kick, while they are dangerous, they are effective techniques. They are, they are no more dangerous to the, so say the there's joints a punch. and to the ligaments. They are, they are no more dangerous to the joints and ligaments of the knee than a than a outside leg kick or inside leg kick. I know totally disagree. Wrong. You're totally wrong. Completely, completely disagree. You're totally Absolutely wrong. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You Absolutely. are. You are. I completely Absolutely. disagree. We're they, never going to agree are, on this. We're never going to agree on this because injuries, you know what? The knee injuries sustained okay. by leg kicks, are, it is disproportionate. Ligament tears. Far more are done by Ligament inside, outside leg kicks no, than oblique kicks. Uh, Mason, are you going to tell me? Are you going to tell me honestly that you think more ligament tears are caused by Absolutely. inside look and outside leg kicks. Look at how many fighters actively even use oblique kicks and front leg side kicks in their repertoire. Wow. When you see it employed, it's happening like, more and more. It's happening more and more because it's an effective technique. Yeah, but I just think that hyperextended kick okay, needs let's, to be reevaluated. If there were a punch that would then you need to put okay, yourself. Okay, let's let's let, let's. Oh my god! You know that it's legal. Let's you rephrase this, legal. Mason. You need to put yourself in a position where you are not vulnerable. Mason, to that technique. let's say it there's a let's say there's a hook that could tear someone's rotator cuff. Yeah, but a hook that can, could tear. Here's here's a better analogy. You can, can torque on an underhook and tear someone's rotator cuff. Can I say cuff. this? You could do a kamora. I'm saying it's hypothetical. Hold up. It's a hypothetical. Okay, guys. 
Guys, can I There's say There's no something? need to establish a hypothetical one there just No, no, because an underhook is not intentionally trying situations. to tear a rotator cuff. Can I say this? Yeah, but you can crank on an underhook and tear it intentionally just like, just like John Jones did. Okay, can I say something? Okay. We both know who Tom Brady is, right? Yeah. Yes, Macy, you know who he is? I'm familiar. Okay. So <laughs> what happens is when you have one of the best players go down with a knee injury from a low hit – affecting the outcome and the overall ratings for an entire league. Mm -hmm. They reevaluated the hit and where it can be placed and where it can be where you can do it from for the for the betterment of the entire league so it stays more interesting and the ratings stay up. And you can't make the Let me finish. Okay, yeah. You had a paragraph. All right, so my point is to let the fighters actually fight and not get hurt and not Get serious injuries to put them out for 18 months for a kick that doesn't need to be done. All I'm saying is I'm not saying it does. it's not effective. I'm not saying it does not hurt them because it does. I'm saying for the betterment and the ratings, keeping the ratings up and keeping the best fighters in the league like Tom Brady in football, they call it the Brady rule. You can't do a low hit on the knee. I think they should reevaluate this one kick to keep the best fighters in the game. Especially in the sport where it's very easy to get injured as it is. As it is. And uh, you can make the argument that it's effective, right? You can make that argument. Of course it's effective. But also, you know what else is effective? Strikes to the back of the head. See, we're, But we're they're doing illegal. This. I'm no, no, no. Just you know, about no, no. This you can, can shut someone's light out in two seconds with a brainstem punch. Do you want to know why it's illegal? Land behind the head. Do you want to know why it's illegal? Spinal cord damage. Yes. Because it can do permanent damage to your spinal cord. That's the argument I'm making. It should be an why? illegal area. You're not going to damage the spinal cord with a kick to the knee. You could damage someone's shoulder forever by doing an, a, a Kimura. You could damage someone's elbow joint forever by doing yeah, an Yeah, but the difference between a Kimura and the front I knee digress. kick we, yeah, is we one you can submit on. And tap out before you're seriously injured, and the other you can't. Yeah, my, one you can account for. If yeah, you, but again, all right, my overall point of the whole conversation is keeping the best fighters in the league and injury-free, I just feel that they need to reevaluate this one kick like they did in football to keep the quarterbacks the best players on the field. We I understand your intention, but it's not a rampant enough issue for them to, to let us know. Thanks. Let us know okay. in the comments down below what you guys think about the front side kick to the knee. <sighs> Should it be looked into? Should it not be looked into? Is it lunacy? Is it not lunacy? Let us know in the comments down below. We're interested to hear what you guys think. And to go back to one other thing with ESPN and Fox. Yes. Okay. Now, Joe Rogan is already – Whenever there's a non-pay-per-view event that's on Fox Sports 1, it's not a coincidence that you don't see Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has been – they've made comments on how he calls fights. So he basically told them to go fuck themselves and he won't announce on any of their channels unless it's a pay-per-view event. Mm. So I'm kind of concerned because you guys know how I feel about announcers. My two favorites are Dana Cormier and Joe Rogan. Are they going to follow him over to ESPN? It's a big problem. I'm worried about losing Joe. Well, you don't have to worry about that because from what I understand, it wasn't perfect, but they went through the cloning process of Joe Rogan. Oh. They missed a couple <laughs> along the way, Yeah, but they, they finished it. Yeah. Right? The lights are a little dimmer. And, a little dimmer. And, and the analogies suck, and he can't announce right. as well. What, what's his name? He's there. He's, I think it goes by the name of Jimmy Smith. Oh, God, he's fucking awful. It's passable. 
It's not. It's like Diet Joe Rogan. That's what I call I him. Diet Joe Rogan? I kid, but he is Diet Joe Rogan. He sucks, man. I'm sorry. I he love Daniel Cormier. So he could differentiate, differentiate himself by that much. Yeah. That's what I, I love Joe. I love Joe Rogan, and I love Daniel Cormier, but Daniel Cormier is preparing for the biggest fight of I his know, life. I know. That's I, why he hasn't been you're on right, a lot. You're right. You're right. And Joe Rogan. better pitch about Joe Rogan's so busy with his podcast, but I feel as a fan, I'm feeling like, fuck, man. No, you know what you're He's the best to ever do it. You know who you're going to see full time, and it is, it's going to be delightful. Who? Michael Bisping. Oh, oh no. yes. No, I don't want him. Yes. I don't want him. You don't want Michael Bisping? You don't Bisping? want Michael no. Bisping? Michael Bisping and Dan Hardy, no. they provide some of the most comprehensive analysis. I don't agree. I still think it should be. I, I, in my opinion, there's, there's no let, better. Let him finish. Okay. No, I'm done. I'm, I'm just saying that they are insightful. <laughs> They're informative. Dan, Dan Hardy's They're, inside the octagon is phenomenal. Phenomenal. He breaks fights down probably better than anyone. Better than Kobe Bryant breaks down basketball. For sure. For sure. Nobody does it better than Cormier and Rogan. That's it. They're and, color. And, and, Both of Dad, those people you know what? Color. I finally found who you'd suck off. I know. We read <laughs> Really? No, because on the other podcast, I was like, okay, we're going to find someone who no, would suck because, off. To be honest with you, there's – Cormier, he'd right. slide right into his crotch. No, I'm just trying to tell you who makes the sport. It's going to affect it because I don't enjoy the fights as much. I just don't. I just think it's sad. You don't like John Anik? I think John Anik's good. Is that the one that you always uh, – did I comment on? T- I like him, but he's the third wheel on He's that. the Goldberg. Yes. He's the Goldberg. Yeah. And the Goldberg guy is not really who you're like – He's I do like how he does. Exactly. You gravitate toward color because it's more personable. And it's more descriptive. And it's more uh, – yeah. It's more technical. You know what I'm yeah. saying, mm-hmm. fucker. Especially Dude, with Joe I love, I love when Mason goes, eh. He's made that sound. I want to make a super cut of my, <laughs> my times he went, eh, during this podcast. Because it's kind of, but not. All right. Did you guys <laughs> – now, did you guys listen to uh, GSP, George St. Pierre, on Jerry? Yes. Yeah, of course. Did you hear about where he said you can still cheat in MMA today? Yes, we talked about this earlier. Yeah, we just brought it up. You can travel to different places and you can put in the USADA system that you're yes. traveling. And We th- talked about that today? They have problems. We referenced yeah, we just it brought earlier. That up. You have problems. They have problems getting agents to follow these people to travel locations. Yes. So you could, do, you could cool. do a two-day cycle. Yes. You know, I go into the spaceship for three weeks. <laughs> you could literally be like, yeah. I'm going to Argentina. And then, oh, yeah, and we're heading to Japan. And then you could just be fucking juiced up by the time you get back. Yeah. And the effects can last four weeks and it'll be out of your system. For months, yeah. That's what they Dude, were saying. I thought that was a really interesting point. That a lingering effect forever. Yeah, Joe Rogan was talking about that, that it literally affects your musculature permanently. Yeah. You can get a plus 10 bonus from steroids, and then when you come off of them, you only drop nine notches or like eight. That's pretty so sweet. So forever plus two or one. Makes, right, makes so me want to before, – Before we all compete in before. professional sports, we all need to do roids for like two years. Yeah, I wish. And then cycle off. off. Unfortunately, I have to work. And not come off? No, we got to pass you soda. I'm going to be juicy as fuck. I'm going to have veins in my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Well, what do you guys, let's get back to the main card. 225. Yes. Let's break down 225. This this, actually tomorrow today. Cause it's today. I'm super excited. Yeah. Today when you see this, we're in the studio late, but I love it. Let's get into it. I want to start with the first fight. I want to break down is Guida versus Charles Oliveira on the fight pass. Prelims. 
Okay. I think that's a really interesting fight. The Carpenter still around, still hammering, still driving the Bronco from 1984. How 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 old is Clay Guida? I'm gonna pull that up right I don't now. Know. I, I hold on, I got you, buddy. He's just I can't 36. believe he's still playing. Thirty six. That's an old man right there. He's he's I got think. it going on. I think that Charles Oliveira though is gonna be a coming out party for him, dude. He's gonna beat the fuck out of So is he like the Dan of our new admission group into the UFC? You know, because what's his name? You always talked about Dan. Everybody beats him. He's around forever. Dan Kelly? Well, not Dan Kelly. Who's the other one that retired? Uh, oh, Dan Henderson. Henderson. He's on everyone's highlight reel. Yeah. You ever watch a, you ever watch a highlight reel? And it's your coming out party. It's usually Dan Henderson. He did it. On. Old Dan uh, Henderson. Yeah. Young Dan Old Henderson ben was Henderson. good. But um, I, what do you think, Mason? Guido or Oliveira? Um, well, they both have, well, let's see. Oliveira's got the jiu-jitsu. Oliveira has lost his, the last three of four. He struggled with weight. He got pushed up to 155. Fuck. Let me give you my pick. I got to do some analysis. I'll tell you this right now. Way to be prepared. Here's what I see. <laughs> yeah, since Mason is shit with analysis, yeah, let me tell you real that. quick. I kind of love that. Here's what I see, right? Oliveira has super high-level jiu-jitsu off his back. And Clegwood is known for especially recently for working on his wrestling. Like a maniac, he's been do- working on his wrestling. What's CM Punk? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think he's going to go for the takedown, and I think Oliver is going to submit him. Yeah. Because I think Oliver is going to get really – I think he's going to cut him up on the feet because he has great elbows standing. He has great punches and kicks. I think he's going to fuck up Clay Guida. Clay Guida is going to take him down. He's going to get submitted on the ground. I think submitted, yeah. That I, I, if Clay Guida can make this fight his prototypical fight, he stands a chance. A he wants to turn this into a brawl. Yeah. All right? He has to get he has to get Oliviera swinging wildly, and he could clip him. But I think Oliviera is so technical, both on the feet and on the ground, that he probably has a better chance if he utilizes his movement um, like he was doing in the beginning portion of the Paul Felder fight before Paul Felder murdered him. Dude, that was an aggressive stoppage. With his elbows? Yeah, that Holy was Holy shit, when Paul Felder, before that fight, he was in the back room smelling the gloves and he was like, gets me every time. I was like, this yeah. guy's not right. <laughs> He's going to hurt Oliveira's so soul, leaving his body like <laughs> ectoplasm coming out of his mouth. And Paul Felder has the Paul Felder is the most animalistic screams post knockout. It fucks me up, dude. I'm like, okay, yeah, easy, Paul. Well, I just I think, think I, I think Oliviera gets this done in the earlier portion of the second round. That's how I, I projected. Too. Yeah, I think it's going to be a submission on the ground. Here's a big fight coming up: Benavides versus Sergio Pettis at 125. Veteran versus up and coming new kid. Sergio Pettis, we've seen him kind of come into his own recently. He, um, I believe his last fight was against Cejudo, no? Who? What? So was it, was Sergio Pettis' last fight, fight against Cejudo? I'm not sure. I remember he just lost. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he just he lost. lost. decision to Cejudo. And it was, it was, he, he showed a lack in his wrestling. He was taken down. Against the Olympian Cejudo. Yeah, but. He's, he's a young kid. He's developing. I just didn't see him on the level of Cejudo. And we have to keep in mind, Benavidez won a super controversial decision against Cejudo recently. Yes, he um, did. Benavidez is coming off of uh, a really good streak, man. That's the Benavidez well, he's, story. He's the number one contender. Benavidez's story is he's Perennial the number one contender. Yep. He, he's lost to DJ twice. 
which is brutal. Yeah. And to get a third attempt at the title shot after you've lost to the champ twice is almost impossible. You have to beat everyone else in the division. And I think he's going to do that. I think he's going to do Sergio's, that. If he can beat Sergio, um, if he can beat Sergio, uh, I know Cejudo's getting the next title shot. I don't know. Sergio's, he, Sergio's up and coming. Yeah. He's and very young still. He is a, like 20, 16 and 3. He has a lot to learn. And I think that this, this is going to be an excellent learning experience for him. Yeah, I'll just let camera talk for me. Go. No, go. I was going to give you my pick, bitch. Me too. I think Benavidez. I call Benavidez by a unanimous decision. I uh, yeah, I said it before you, bitch. Did you say it? It's it's okay to be on the same (laughs) same page, guys. Benavidez wins the decision for sure. I I think it's going to be either a two-one decision or a three-zero. No split decision here. I think it's going to be clear cut. Benavidez just has too many tools in the toolbox. And I don't think Sergio's uh, improved enough to beat him. Next, we have Rashad Evans versus Anthony Wait, Smith. Wait, Matt didn't give his pick. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Benavides no, 3-0. Okay. Now we're going to get into Rashad Evans versus Anthony Smith. Striker versus... Uh, heart, dude. dude, this breaks my heart, man. Rashad's still after it. Got to respect it, though. Fighters fight, man. 27-4 and four and 1 against 28-13. and 13. He's a badass. Rashad is a badass. This is definitely not an easy fight, though. Anthony Smith is a high-level striker. He can definitely put guys away. I've seen him do it uh, a couple of times in the UFC. Um, uh, Rashad, though, he's going back to the 205. Unsuccessful outing at 185, if yeah, you guys the remember. Weight class, the weight class cut was for him, and it, it didn't it, do well. It did lost not. four in a row. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's this treacherous downhill slide from here. I think Anthony this, Smith. I he, think he this dumps, is he dumps this and he's out. Yeah, I think this is his last attempt to really get a win, start momentum at two hundred five, and see what he can do. He needs a knockout. I know. Um, pers- uh, also, the Anthony Smith used to be a one eighty five. Unfortunately, Anthony Smith used to be a one eighty five. So I think this is a great fight to see if he can make it in this new weight class. Against the guy who was also trying to mark his way into the weight class. I, however, see Anthony Smith. Uh, unfortunately, man, Rashad, I love you, buddy. But I see Anthony Smith getting a stoppage in the third round. Really? You really think so? I, I don't know. It's a, they're both. I just think it's up in the air. Rashad's speed. I'm just not seeing the output. I'm seeing like Nick Markhart. His reactions just aren't there. He's not fast enough, and he doesn't have enough of an output. It, it bums me out, man. But he's 38 years old. He's lost. Let me let me just point this out. He's lost his last four. Yeah. What do you think, man? Even going back, look, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's lost his last six out six. of eight. Oh, he's two and six out of the last eight. I'll tell you, this is it for him. What do, what do you think, Mason? He dumps it. Who wins? Do or die. Uh, like I just said, Anthony Smith gets it done in a knockout, man. There's just wow. no way. I think that End he's of a great 38. He, he's a Hall of Famer. Um you never go out Legend. on top in this game. Man. Legend. No. You never go out on top if you keep going. Savage game. Yep. What do it you really think? Uh, it's too close to call. Too close to call for you? Because Rashad's fighting for his freaking career. And he's a life. cage. He's a cornered tiger right now. That's just my opinion. And it really I'm not is pick him. It's close, man. Yep. All right, next, we're going to skip a couple fights in the prelims and pick back up in our breakdown at Claudia Gadelia versus Carla Esparza. I'm super excited for this fight. We got the Cookie Monster coming up against the Brazilian grappler. I think this is a great fight. I'm telling you right now because it's going to be usually when you have two great wrestlers and grapplers, it usually cancels out. Yeah, and they end that's up on typically the feet. what you see, and they end up on the feet. 
I think um, that Carlos Bars has been working on her boxing seemingly a great deal, but Claudia Gadelia, she just strings techniques together so, so well, you know, and that's why she's always contending for the belt. That's why she's been one of the most elite female fighters in the world for so long now. She's able to mix it up. Yeah. And I just think that's going to be a bit too much for Carla Esparza. Like she, she, she's able to climb the ladder so, so well. But then when she gets into that top five, three, two, yeah. one range, I agree. Oh, some serious issues. So I think Claudia Gadelli gets this done. Uh, she, she may finish her in the third round, but I predict a decision. I will follow suit with that. I think it's going to be Claudia Gadelia in a unanimous decision. Me too. I agree with I that. I think she's just, she's, she's a better striker, I think. And she's just so good in transition and she's tough. And I don't see Carla being able to get her to the ground and yeah. execute a game plan like she use, usually does. If yeah. she does get her to the ground, I, I envision Gedalia springing right back up. Yeah, she's not going to hold her down. Her intern's just too good. Her jiu-jitsu is better than uh, her jiu-jitsu stand-up will be. That brings us to uh, this is the t- a-, a typical matchup: striker versus wrestler, but with heavyweight. We have Alistair Overeem versus Curtis Razor Blades. A guy oh, I'm oh, super baby. excited for. Can I think is the future of the heavyweight can, division. Can I just say, I, I know that everybody's upset they're not on the main card. I am too. I actually think this could have been the co-main event. I'm looking forward to this fight. Yeah, man. More than been. anything else, to it be honest been with a, I don't know why the fuck Andre Arlovsky versus Tai Tuivasa is on the main card and this fight is not. Because it's going to be a coming out party for Tai Tuivasa, a, char- yeah. a charismatic guy who's going to probably get a highlight knockout. Yeah. This is in Chicago, though. Yeah, I and know. I but- guess because you have Robert Whitaker, who's Australian, so you got to put another Australian on the card. No, but Bam Bam but is worth it. But you have to it. keep in mind, Bam Bam's Curtis, worth it. Curtis is from Chi-Town. That's pretty important. Yeah. he's he's uh, Curtis is a Chicago native. Yes. Which exactly. kind of sucks that he's not on the main card. He, he should be on the main card. And I just, I totally agree with you. But so I, you think you like obviously drop CM Punk, right? hundred oh, percent. But it's part of his contract. That's the rumor on the web that he has to be on well, the main a, event. Like we, like we've said in the in the beginning portion of our podcast, business move, business, business, business move. move. It's been said on different radio shows. I don't yeah. even want to. We're not going to go any more know. than that. But anyway, Overeen against Blades. I think. Curtis Blades is the most improved fighter in the UFC yes. right now. From when he first got in to and now. knew no boxing to yep. now when he actually has a markedly good stand-up. It's, it's developing still yes. a- along with elite wrestling. I'm just mm. super excited to see him. He's gotten in such better shape. I- I- My I'm- faith is not there in his boxing ability. It looked amateur-ish to me. Against Mark That's Hunt, a high-level K1 champion? Yeah. <laughs> I would say, of course, it's developed. So being that he's fighting Alistair Overeem, who's the most decorated sure. striker. <laughs> but you know what looked amazing in that fight? What? His wrestling. Against Mark Hunt. Yeah. Mark Hunt didn't try to get up. Oh, does Alistair have a vaunted takedown defense? He has great clinch. He has great clinch. Okay, that's a good point. I think, I, I, I think I'm it's, closer, it's closer than you're giving it credit. It's, I didn't say it was close, but I still no, think I'm it's talking cl- about Cameron. Oh, I still think it's going to be Blades. I do. do you really? How I do. Think it's going to go. I think. I think he's the the next. If he wins here. I think he gets a title shot after this. Fuck! Do you think he's going to jump that much? Yeah, I do. I think he, he's four right now. He beats number two in 
Alistair, who else is going to fight Stipe? Stipe wins. Oh, is he ranked fourth already? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this heavyweight division, what the fuck is yeah, going Yeah, but Curtis on? Blades deserves that, I think. I think so, too. Because Mark, Mark Hunt was ranked uh, eighth when they fought? Yeah. Or something I know, like but he, let's, look, he's fought in the UFC. He's nine and one. Handful of times. One, two, three, four, five, six times. Who? All, all of them are... I'm looking at um Curtis Blades. Is, yeah. Yeah, he's nine and one. His notable wins are Alessky Olinick. Tough guy. Tough guy. And then Mark Hunt. That's so amazing. Like, I think this, that you're gonna happy, see heavyweight division is so odd, man. Yeah, but that's you, why you win two you fights and you're in it. Yeah, but that's exactly. why they're bringing Bam Bam out. Yeah. They got Curtis coming out. I'm telling you right now, I call Curtis Blades three round decision. Yes, me too. My man. Uh, my heart says that. I do worry about the knockout from Alistair, though, but yeah, I'm going rocks. to predict. It's a real threat. I'm going to predict. Absolutely. You can never count out Overeen with a fucking punch, I'm, and I'm not going to, but I still think I, I, my my heart says watch you know watch watch the knockout, but I'm telling you right now, I still think he can beat You think that, that Juco champ wrestling is going to? Yes, I do. Yeah. What do you think, Mason? Fuck, man. That's a close fight. It is. That's it's a great close. matchup. I have no clue what's going to I'm telling happen. you, this could have been the co-main event. This is me. I'm just guessing. I guessed uh, Curtis Blades' decision, but I don't fucking know. That's a close And fight. to be honest with you, they should have moved this fight to the main event after Yoel didn't make fucking Because it's such Who a knows? question mark. Alistair, Alistair could be so worried about this takedown that he could get knocked out. That's a good point. Uh, it's so if he faints, if he fakes the takedown and throws an overhand right, I'd love to see that. It happens so much, man. That happened so much. You see, that was the Josh Koshchek go to exactly transition over and face wrestlers. They're so worried about the takedown, they leave themselves wide open and get knocked the fuck out. Joe Schilling, Joe Schilling, look at him, got knocked out. Best kickboxer in the world. One of them, he gets knocked out all the time in MMA. Okay, so who are you calling, Mace, for the third time? Fuck, dude, you're making me pick. pick. I need to pick anyway. Um, I think Curtis Blades. Given his weapons match up really well with uh, Overeem's deficits, but uh, I'm gonna have to go with Beyblades Bay winning the decision. <laughs> his again, name should be Curtis Beyblades for sure. <laughs> but definitely, uh, definitely Overeem could knock him the fuck out, dude. Definitely, you gotta dangerous. watch that fight. All right. I think it's going to be a great fight. fight. And then we go to even, – Even if you think it's slow, like they're going to be feeling each other out. You're going to see Curtis Blades really focusing on managing the distance. Sure. But you got to understand that if Curtis fucks up this much – And it's the same thing he did with, with Hunt. He's going to get knocked out. He got out. rocked and then took down Hunt. And it was a, one of the best fights I've seen in a while, and I really liked great. it. Great. All right, you're next. Look, you're looking at problem solving, and it's like most deadly. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to go to Punk and Jackson and say, who the fuck cares? And then we're going to move on to. No, I want to do Sam Punk. Pick. And you got to pick. Uh, Mike Jackson. Jackson, next. No, no, no. I want to actually why? look why? at. Why? Because I don't give a shit about Punk. I, I, you know what? He hasn't done anything to deserve anything. Okay, you're good. We're going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll just sit here for another you know, 10 minutes. Thing? That's oh, a fair come point. on. I think it won't they, be 10 minutes. It's short. Hopefully. Sam Punk looks much improved from what I saw in his training before his Mickey Gall fight. And his training before this fight. I think that his wrestling... How long ago was the last fight? His wrestling has gotten much better. Two years? Yeah. Yeah. If he hasn't gotten better in two years, what are we even well, thinking? Well, some fighters have stagnated skill-wise. 
So let's not. Well, you know what I and I've said this to you, Mason. What do I and CM Punk have in common? I don't know fighting experience. Yeah, we both don't have a win in UFC. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said he has more fighting experience, obviously, but you well, both well, don't have a win. What I was saying, yeah, we don't have a win. What I was saying is that um, I th- I've seen marked performance, and I think this guy is a much easier opponent than Mickey Gall. And I think that Much he easier. has a very real shot at winning this fight v- via submission. I'm worried, man. What do you think? Um, well, CM Punk canceled all of his pre-fight obligations due to severe anxiety. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so that's worrisome. Okay. His opponent is a photographer who is 0-1. That's perfect. Stopped by Mickey Gall just as quickly. I like him. Punk has no considerable skill and fights like he's an MMA enthusiast. Yeah. Once again, I love it. If you offered me three grand, I would take that fight. Yeah, no shit. That'd be Uh, a good fight. Me and my dad bod would take that fight. I would love seeing Mason fight CM Punk. Me too. I would love that shit, dude. I think you could knock him out. I think I'd fuck him up. (laughs) I, I, I think you would. You definitely want to take him down. And how much do you weigh right now? 170? No, I weigh like 185. Okay, I, I still think. Sure. You know what? We won't do any weight cut. No drug oh, test. Like, sure. <laughs> no, no drug test, no weight, no weight checking. I, I still think you're not. Gonna. How old is he? He's 39. Uh, it's gonna, he's That's gonna a toughie. Time. That's on, a toughie. Man. Really? You guys should put much too much time I'm on this. Going, Come on. I'm going CM Punk by submission. Dude, he's a blue belt. Third round. I think, I think CM Punk... I just he just I just keep picturing him galloping across the fucking octagon to toward Mickey Gall over and over again. Every time I think of him fighting, that's what I see, and it is piss poor. I want to see what he can do. I'm excited. I yeah. want him to win because if he loses his fight, he's never going to fight again Good. in the UFC. Good. And and you know what? You know what I love out of this? I will maybe I'll never hear from him again. Mm-hmm. But you know, if he wins his fight. Every couch warrior in the fucking world is going to be like, oh, dude, just give me six months. <laughs> six yeah. months in a camp, bro. I'll fuck his ass up. You know the worst part of him winning? Like us with CM Punk right now. Only yeah, I genuinely we, think we could You have to put win. in perspective. Yeah. We say that about CM Punk because he's a regular He's guy. not a real professional martial artist. No, he's not a professional fighter. Do you know what the problem with him? He's a famous hobbyist. Do you know what he's the problem? a famous hobbyist. Do you know exactly. what the problem with him fighting is? What? He knocked Blades and Overeen out of the main card. And I that's don't bullshit. Want, and I don't want it to happen again on another card. Yeah, well, but you, Mason, the same shit. If Brad make Pepper, your prediction, like, make your prediction, so we can move UFC on to Bam Bam. Headline every card. I just don't want him in there anymore. Make I your think prediction. Mike Jackson is going to win. Good. Via uh, probably, decision. Probably a fucking knockout in the second round, man. I'll even give him three oh, rounds. Well, you Mike know what? Jackson. I hope it doesn't go three rounds because they will let Punk win. CM, if it Punk, goes three CM Punk is going to do some blue belt shit and like go to Turtle and try okay. for a leg lock. The next fight. Mike Jackson's going to punch him in the fucking head. Dude. So now we'll the next go fight. To... Wait, I want to I want to announce this one because I'm super excited for this one. Okay, Thank then you. announce it. Okay, the next fight I'm super excited for. We have. Bam Bam tied to Ivasa versus the remains of Andre Arlovsky. <laughs> this is going to be a really close fight. I don't know how they're going to get the urn in there, but once they do, it's going to be wild. I yeah. think he's going to crush it. Yeah, they just got to get the cap off of it. Let's be honest. This fight game is savage. All respect to Andre, yeah. but you always have to. You always go out on your shield in this game. Yep. You never end up at the top. 
No, like very rarely can I think hey, of guys who went out. He lost. He, he lost five in a row, and then he won his last two. That is fucking so, brutal, dude. Resurgence? No, I no. don't think so. I so think, he's two and five in his last seven. I fights. think the young cat. Yes. Bam Bam, Tuivasa gets the knockout they, first round. Yes, I agree. I think that they are setting up Bam Bam tied to Ivasa against a Hall of Famer. To get a highlight reel knockout. To yep. get a highlight reel. And that will shoot his fucking star in exactly his into the top five. And he's a fun guy. He's a funny guy. I follow him on Instagram now. He's yeah, super entertaining. Smarter. He's super entertaining. But if if past if past if the past serves as any projection for the future, WME is gonna totally fuck this up. And they will not develop the star correctly. Yeah, they're so. right. They won't promote him properly. Wow. For damn sure. He was talking about that. They had all these uh they had the three Australians, Megan Anderson, Rob Rob Whitaker, and um, him in Chicago. And they only shot pictures for Australian newspapers. Which makes no Speaking sense. Speaking of Megan Anderson. Oh, May, did you girl, give your prediction? Yeah, Tai Tuivasa, first round knockout. Matt? Second round knockout. Second round knockout? I like it. Andre will survive then. But you're right. Speaking of Megan Anderson, we have Megan Anderson versus Holly Holm in the talent-stacked women's uh, featherweight division with all of its five competitors. Yeah. It's 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 super tight. It's really funny because you don't see him ranked in any way anymore because they can't. You can't. Put in, you can't because there's only four people in. Yeah, they're scrambling for girls. And the hey, first ever that want to fight in the UFC. Just identify as a woman. Wait, do they do that in the UFC? Yeah, Fuck it. Identify as a woman. Weighing at 145. There you go. Dude, I'm just going to say, since the day I was born, okay. I identified. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to. You'd have to chop off both. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to duct tape my nuts and go in there and beat the fuck out of Holly Hole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> She'd fuck you Just up. joking. She'd fuck me up so bad. I would actually <laughs> love to watch that fight just to see me get head kicked knocked out. Megan I, Anderson is. Huge. She's she a real deal. I'm telling you, we were watching the embedded. She's fast she as hell. Is. She is gigantic. She's yeah. six feet tall. She's six feet tall. Yeah. Yes. That is that is astronomical. Actually, she's six one. Six one? Well, seventy three inches. The Wikipedia page is seventy two inches. I'm it looking at the UFC feet. main card event. She's seventy three inches tall. That's six foot one inch. Okay. okay. Well, Wikipedia's wrong then. Well, well, I, I kind of would trust the UFC as opposed to some yo-ho okay. that typed it in on fucking Wikipedia. So we'll, Any hooser. Any hooser. Megan I, I love when I say something, we're moving on. But Meg- when yeah. you take time out to do a female impersonation, we're going to go with it for fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I like to. I like that. It's fun for me. Megan, oh. Anderson, <laughs> Megan Anderson is a tough striker. She's known for being brutally aggressive on the feet. I she think it's great. She probably at 160, shredded. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I see Megan Anderson via decision getting really. Yeah, yeah. I think Megan in her debut against one of the most decorated. Yep, UFC length is a problem in this one. I think she actually has the striking. Look at the Jermaine Randomay fight, and and her reach advantage is not that significant. No, I'm. I just. I her legs. Uh, I'm talking about the Jermaine Durandame fight. She utilized her kicks using that kicking range. And I don't think Holly Holmes is ready for that. And kept her out. I think her striking, her kicks, and her ground game is better. 
I think that it's very not pl- striking, but that I think her kicks probably, and her grinding. If you're ever going to go against my pick, that's the time to do it though, because I'm I'm being I'm, biased. I, I'm calling Megan Anderson too. I'm biased. Though. I think it's going to go three, and, and we're going to give it. That. I think you guys are way off. This is her debut. This is by far the, the, we have. This is this is crazy that you guys are banking this. We have not seen a jump in difficulty. Like from a fighter going from Invicta to fighting Holly Holm, you don't see that often at all anymore. This is gigantic. Like Megan Anderson, granted, I'm not trying to diss her skills. She's a very talented fighter, but this is a tremendous jump, a tremendous jump. She's just never been in the octagon with someone who is who is as seasoned and as skilled as Holly Holm. And yeah, I but think two years ago, good. I mean, did we hear of Holly Holmes two years ago? Yeah, she Holly fought Holmes. Misha Tate. Holly Holmes. That's what I said. Holly Holm. Oh, you know what? Okay. Two years ago, she just knocked out Ronda Rousey. It, but that's my whole point. Before she knocked out Ronda Rousey, I didn't know who she was. Nobody knew who she was. No, no, I, I did. Because uh, you're an extreme fan. But the, she uh, fought Raquel Pennington. She fought Marion Renault. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just think I'm looking for this fight regardless. Mason, who? How do you see Holly winning? Decision. Decision. Three I think it's going to be hard to knock out Megan Anderson. She is giant. She's a big girl. Okay, now we're moving on to the next. Oh, yeah, Matt, uh, Dad, did you give your pick? I did. Thanks oh, yeah, for Megan listening. Anderson, I wow, that's awesome. Thanks no, it was just the I'm your, just keeping the seat It's just that your pick was a carbon copy of mine. I'm so just keeping the seat warm, guys. Was, I filed it under my pick. I just pay for the room and keep the seat warm. <laughs> that is true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> next we have awesome. uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. Versus American Those Steel and Twisted Sex Appeal, oh, Colby Covington, the supervillain of mixed martial arts. Yeah, he is. He is. He is the supervillain. Need, need we say more? This fight has been so played out. It has. How do you see it ending, Mason? Straight up call. Straight All up right, call. we'll go to me because Mason's busy Ooh. yawning. This has been literally That's awesome. Like, That's awesome. Bullshit, bud. dude. I'm tired of hearing about this. Everyone's like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Dude, you got to fucking – MMA math doesn't work. But you can't ignore trends. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that people can't rise to the occasion, but if you're making an educated pick, you have to look at what someone is used to and what they are now facing. I'm not saying that Colby Covington is going to underestimate Rafael Dos Anjos, but if you look at each of their core competencies, I don't see a way Colby Covington can beat Rafael. Rafael's a very, very skilled black belt. He's got great top pressure, passing the guard and side control. He's very competent wrestler. Uh-oh. He's got dynamic stand-up. Uh-oh. And then the next thing I'm going to do is suck his dick, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do you want a pillow while you're down on your knees? <laughs> do, do you want a pillow? No, I bought knee pads from Home Depot. Oh, good deal. But <laughs> I just don't see it because it just makes me so mad. What's happened to the sport where you can run your mouth and then beat up on a 40-year-old skilled Damian Maya? Whoa. Needless shot of Damian Maya. Wow. Comma skilled. Comma skilled. You skilled. threw in 40-year-old in there, though, didn't Comma you? Comma skilled. Because – Because he's in the twilight of his career and you're taught exactly. to chase. He's on the latter end of his career. Okay. And it's a good matchup. So who do you think? Raphael yeah, you or Kobe? give your pick. Yeah, really. Raphael. He's not a ninja turtle. Raphael. He's Brazil. <laughs> he's Sorry. Why you know what, guys? It? Fuck both of you. Because you know what? Can we just fucking do the fights? Holly <laughs> Holmes. Uh, Holly Holmes oh, okay. and Rafael Dos okay. Anjos. <laughs> then you know what? I'll just say. 
I'm glad you think it's funny. No, you got it. Because you just you're, you're going too far in everything. I mean, every little fucking mistake you make pronouncing anything. Raphael's fighting. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, good for you guys. Now call him Donatello. Good for you. Okay. Sorry, I mispronounced his name. What you pick? So what should I say? Fuckhead rank number one against dickhead rank number four. Is that better? That was. I'll do that for now. Okay, is that better? That was a good pick. That was a good one. I think Raphael submits him in the second. Okay. Dad, what's your pick? As as much as I'd like to see uh, the number four rank fighter, because I won't say names anymore, lose. <laughs> Holy shit. Lose. Say his name. No, Come on. <laughs> I would be really happy. And I'm great. I'm trying to talk now. So it, I just really think it would really be interesting to see if he actually did win. Ooh. So that's your prediction? I'm, pitch- I'm, I'm picking the number four fighter in a submission in the second. Really? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I I think if I'm betting money, I would bet it on Rafael in a of course. in a decision. However, however, that's my pick. Can can I get two picks too? No, 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 that's my pick and I lock it in. However, if Colby stops Rafael, he will light the world on fire. Sure. Just going to go to the White House and give Trump Dude. the belt. He will light the world on fire if he stops yeah. If he were to win. Oh, no. Lit the world on fire. We have an actual star on our hands. Yikes. Exactly. And he will not. Shut the fuck up. I actually, I'm kind of with the dad on this one. I kind of hope. I do too. He's such a bad guy that I actually kind of, I just want to see him get so big that everyone unifies to get him, take him down. Yeah. Because I felt the same thing was happening to Connor and I didn't get on board and I want to see if he can actually back up. If he top. does win, I hope they toss him fucking Darren Till. Wow. Ooh. I do too. You know because what? I think I do that's too. a good matchup. As long as Till Hulk. makes weight. Exactly. You know, don't get me started. I know. I think that's a great matchup because we get to answer that question. How will Darren Till fare against yeah, but- a, a very skilled wrestler? wrestler. Yeah, and but the thing is you got to remember they're going to want to unify the belt. The belts. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets tyrant oh, next. He gets the belt. He's, yeah, he, he, it's he's. Or as Colby calls him, Tyquil. Anyway, That's fucking I funny. I think it would be a great matchup. I'd rather see him fight fight a uh, tyrant. Did, did you hear what he called the uh, Till? No, the Tillsbury Doughboy. Good. He calls you know what? <laughs> I like that. He calls him Daryl. Daryl the Tillsbury Doughboy. Good. Good. That's fucking funny. That's it some, is because you know who made weight. <laughs> Colby Covington. That's right. 170 on the dot. No, 169. 169. Fucking hell, man. I'm super excited for that fight. I already like him more than Till already. Now we're rounding out the very controversial fight, the non-championship fight, the exhibition fight, Yoel Romero versus Robert Whitaker. It's not for the belt, right? No, it's not. Okay. Put your headphones back on, bitch. This wow. fight stresses me out, man. He couldn't even hear it again. So we have an overweight Yoel Romero facing Robert Whitaker. We already hashed out the fighters. What do you think? Guys, what do you guys think is going to happen in this fight? I think Whitaker wins again by decision, five rounds. Five round decision. Yep. Three two like before. Yes. Okay, Mason. But in a more convincing three two. Go ahead. More convincing three two. Yep. Clean cut. Clean cut three two. 
Um, I think it's going to be closer, but I think Robert Whitaker wins a decision three two. I'm gonna run it out. Lock in. This is the one. Where, this is one of the few times where we all agree again. Oh really? Robert okay. Whitaker three two decision. Good. How I, close though? Closer. Close. Really? You think, think it's, it's going to be close be again? Just as close as the first one. Well, I think it's going to be closer than the first. Yeah. Just given the the fact that Yoel is not going to focus as much on his wrestling, he's no, going to put more energy into his striking. The, <clears throat> the definite weight advantage. That's well, going to be. You huge. know what? I think it will be closer if he does the illegal hyperextended kick to Whitaker's knee again. Oh okay. my! It's not illegal, but well, I promise that Robert Whitaker will be uh, paying attention to that. He definitely yeah, is going to be looking. Doesn't want to get stomped on in the nope. first round again. Yep, that's a that's a big. And I think if he gets caught with that effective technique again, the effective technique he, of hurting someone so they're shit. out for a year, then he deserves to get hurt because he knows that it's a possibility. <sighs> We're not going to agree. Let's go. Let us know in the comments down below what you think is going to happen in UFC 225. Let us know what you thought of our picks. Let you know. Let us know what you thought of the topics we talked about today. And you can also, in the comments down below, uh, type out the pronunciations of fighters' names for me yeah, Matt, for Matt and too. Mason. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure I messed up. I messed up about three fighters today. Don't don't get bitch on me now. No, no, no. You cut me at the dick all oh, fucking come night. On. I did, it's okay. I said tie to Iwasa earlier. It's all right. But you it's all good. Dick. What? <laughs> I was just quoting him. You cut me at the dick. You cut me at the dick. Anyway, if you can avoid the head kick, you can you can avoid this uh, side kick. That's all I'm saying. This has been the MMA submission, guys, and we'll see you next time. Peace out, guys. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.